1: Evangelization is the fruit of the love of God being poured into the hearts of Jesus' friends. Live!
0: This is our charism, to be witnesses of Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist. It's Friday.
2: Hallelujah.
0: Amen, hallelujah. You're
2: listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilcombe along with Father Tim Beiran, we're broadcasting live from St. Charles, Minnesota, the Church of St. Charles Borromeo, where Father Beiran is
0: pastor. Also St. Aloysius, which is in where it's in Elba, which is in the Elba. Whitewater Elba. River Valley. Okay. So you literally have to go through the state park to get to the parish.
2: Okay. I've only been here for about a year, and so I'm still getting to know all of the parishes in the diocese, where they are, what their names are. <laughs> I am love this part of the reason why I love to do Real
0: Presence Live because we're often at a different location, including a parish like this. Definitely. And, you know, in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, we go from the South Dakota border to the Wisconsin border in all of Iowa. And so uh, we certainly have a lot of geographic area to cover and every... uh, portion of the diocese has has phenomenal people, great parishes living, again, that mission.
2: And someone who is certainly no stranger to Catholic Radio is going to be visiting us here in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester next month very soon to help advance the mission of Catholic Radio here in the diocese and throughout the RPR network. Talking, of course, about Dr. David Ander- Anders, who is host of the show Call to Communion heard here on the RPR network. We're going to hear more about How he became Catholic. How God has worked in his life through Catholic Radio. Good morning, Dr. Anders. Welcome to Real Presence Live.
1: Good morning. Thank you so much for having me.
2: Well, thank you. And you're getting ready for the upcoming fundraising banquets in Aberdeen, Sioux Falls, and Rochester. Is that right? That's correct. And uh, we're so excited to have you coming into the area. In our last interview on our on Real Presence Live, you talked about the program called The Communion, which of course airs at 1 p.m. Central Time Monday through Friday. Let's go a little bit deeper with this. What was it that brought you to this show?
1: Well, people sometimes ask me how do you how do you get into how do you break into the work of Catholic radio, and I, I like to say well it's very simple. The first thing you do is. Um, move five miles away from the world's largest religious broadcaster, and then join the mass choir and finding your, yourself singing next to the program director's wife. You know, and <laughs> that's actually how it happened in my case. When I I live very close to EWTN studios, and as we discussed last time, I'm a convert to the Catholic faith, and I, I did seminary and graduate studies in in theology, and because of that, I became Catholic. But I really had no intent of of working in this apostolate. I didn't. It never even occurred to me that such a thing would be possible. But just to meet my own sacramental needs, I discovered the community around EWTN, the Franciscan Friars, and they have a daily cycle of, of Mass and Rosary and Liturgy of the Hours and Confessions. It's really a wonderful resource for people that live in Birmingham. And I started to go out there just to spend time with the community and to, as I said, have my sacramental needs met. And uh, I used to be a singer— and I noticed they had a choir and so I went and volunteered my services in the tenor section and just spent time out there and eventually got to know people and they said, Well, you know, given your story you ought to think about being on Marcus Groda's show, um, The Journey Home. And so I did that and I told my story on television and that led to another invitation and then another invitation and the next thing I know they had me on Open Line, which is another EWTN show on a weekly basis, and then did that for a year or two, and then they said, "Why don't we? Why don't we start a daily radio show?" And so, uh, it was five years ago, September, that called the communion started, and we've been going for five years. So it really wasn't something that anybody planned. It was something that sort of grew up organically out of out of relationships, and and I would like to thank
0: the providence of God and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Beautiful story with how you share how the Lord really has led you to this ministry, and in these last five years, uh, how has God worked specifically in your time now as as a host on the radio?
1: Well, it is for me one of the most satisfying things I've ever done in my entire life. At, at least professionally, of course. I mean, my family life is wonderful, but in the in my work life, this is the most satisfying work I've ever done, and and because. I see the fruit in people's lives of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, St. Peter says we're always to be ready to give an answer to anyone who asks us for the reason that the hope that is within us, and, and that's the root a word for the concept of apologetics. Apologetics doesn't mean polemics or beating people over the head with the catechism. <clears throat> it means being able to show that we have a reasonable faith, that we have reasons for the things that we believe. And and that's what I love to do. And it's not the whole of the faith, it's just part of it, but it's an important part, because people have questions. And the show is directed to people who are not Catholics, and if they're not Catholic, they're not Catholic for a reason. And so when I have an opportunity to dialogue with them and to consider their reasons and my reasons for being Catholic, and if they find those reasons compelling, then uh, many people have come to faith in Christ in the Catholic Church through the ministry of Catholic Radio. And that's not a feather in my cap or your cap, it really is a cause of celebration when they come out and they say things like, well, you know, my marriage was in crisis, and then I found Christ on Catholic Radio, and now my marriage is healed. Or we've even had people tell us about how they were on the verge of suicide, and Catholic Radio, the ministry of Catholic Radio, gave them a reason for living and for finding God even in the midst of suffering. I mean, you can not There's nothing like that in in the world. I mean, as a priest, you know, Father, you hear these kinds of stories... I'm sure all the time in the confessional and in your ministry, but for many lay people, we don't have an opportunity to be involved in, in touching people's lives so intimately. Catholic radio gives us that opportunity. We get into people's cars, into their homes, um, and they open their hearts up in a way that they wouldn't to their neighbor across the street. Most people are not going to knock on the door of their next door neighbors house and say, tell me about your Catholic faith, <laughs> but they will call a, a radio show, and they'll ask in public what they would never ask privately. You know, it's kind of bizarre, but they will. And, and we have an opening to speak the deepest truths of meaning and purpose and God's love into people's lives, and many times people just stumble upon it. They'll be driving in their car, and they see a bumper sticker uh, you know, in front of them that advertises their local Catholic radio station, and they think, "Huh, well, this will be a trip, I'll turn that in and listen to what these crazy Catholics have to say. And the next thing you know, uh, they're hooked. Now, I can't tell you the number of times we've heard from people who said, you know, I stumbled on your show driving my truck or driving my car, and I never thought I would be Catholic, and I thought I would tune in just so I could argue with you guys. And, you know, I argued for a few weeks, and then I started paying attention, and then a few weeks more, and then I got really interested, and the next thing you know, it's Easter, and they're coming into the Church. We hear that all the time. How how rewarding is that? It's just tremendous.
0: Absolutely rewarding. And, and Dr. Anders, I want to say thank you, because I listened— to you often, actually. And recently when I was listening to you, uh, you actually even encouraged me in my ministry as a priest, my ministry uh, once a month on uh, Real Presence Radio. So I, I, again, want to thank you for that because you are certainly reaching uh, the listeners in a very profound way. And, And many of the listeners, again, as you alluded to, that can be very vulnerable with something that is going on in their life. But here you are with that calming, soothing voice, again, reassuring them as you talk them through. So thank you so much for that. Also,
2: I just want to echo that, Dr. Anders, in that your style is really quite calming and it's disarming in a way because after each and every question, you make it a point to thank the listener or whoever's writing in, thank them for the question. And it's such a wonderful thing. It's from the heart, you can tell. And it's it's something that I think we're all called to do as apologists, as those who are called to make a defense of our faith when there's a question, even when somebody is coming at us from a confrontational, perhaps, standpoint, or is perhaps a little bit belligerent. To come, always stay a level below that. How have you have you found that to be the case as well?
1: Well, I'm gonna tell you something funny. If I forget to say thank you when people call, when I get home my wife reminds me. She says, Hey, you didn't thank that person. You know, so I have a lot of help. Um, I don't get worked up on the radio at all. I can get worked up. I mean, if I'm meeting you one on one and you you attack me personally, and particularly if I have a relationship with you, it's very hard not to get upset if someone that you care about or someone whose respect you would desire. Gets up on your face and tells you you're a bad person. That's nobody likes to have that, and I don't like it either. But when we're dealing with these questions on the radio, the the issues that people raise, even if they raise them very emotionally, I know they're not directed at me. I know they don't know me from Adam's house cat. These are issues that are that are meaningful to them, and if they have anger or they have animosity or antagonism, it's usually because of something that happened in their past or some association that I've got nothing to do with. And I respect that people people are. Uh, People can come to faith or walk away from the faith for the craziest reasons. And they may seem irrational to you or they may seem irrational to me, but in, the, in that person's individual story, you, there's no telling what the hang up might be. And so you have to take everybody seriously. If they say, well, I'm not a Catholic because, and you think, well, how could that keep anybody from being Catholic? Well, it's keeping that person from being Catholic. And so you have to take the question seriously and And, I mean, I myself used to have the craziest ideas about the Catholic Church, complete misunderstanding about what Jesus was offering to me in the Catholic Church. and And my rejection of the Church was very irrational, but it was very deeply held. And it took me a very, very long time, very long time to to overcome my own prejudices about Catholicism. And a lot of it, you know, I, I learned from books, but there were also a few people in my life. There were Catholic individuals who were really stereotype busters whose gentle manner and whose loving acceptance were a tremendous witness to me of the spirit of the Catholic Church. Anyone who's ever spent time praying in front of an abortion clinic with a group of Catholics for the unborn has probably witnessed this, and I I remember early in my Catholic life we used to take our children and pray the rosary with the friars from UWTN and others from Birmingham in front of the local abortion clinic, and the Catholics would be there very calmly praying and not raising our voice and uh, you know, occasionally offering a kind word to someone. The people on the other side of the street would be cursing and yelling and swearing, throwing things and being all kinds of nasty. And sometimes there were other Christian groups that were not Catholic that were sharing the sidewalk with us, and they would also be behaving in ways that were not very edifying. And, uh, and it made a profound impression on me and on my children that the only people on that street corner that were sort of calm and loving and peaceful, no matter what the circumstances, tended to be the Catholics.
2: Yes, charity is the real mark of the Christian You're listening to Real Presence Live I'm Matt Wilcom along with Father Tim Buren We're speaking with Dr. David Anders Who's going to be the keynote at the upcoming RPR Fundraising Banquets In Aberdeen, Sioux Falls, and Rochester And you are the host, Dr. Anders, of Call to Communion Heard on on the EWTN Network, here on the RPR Network At 1pm Central on weekdays And let's talk a little bit about how God called you personally To a deeper communion with Him through hosting called to communion
1: well um you know obviously being and and thank you i appreciate the opportunity to talk about that being on the show every day keeps me in the game so to speak it keeps my head in the faith It, it i'm i'm drawn to this work because i'm a person who naturally likes to question and to explain things and to understand and so hosting the show keeps me engaged in this, which is for me a major part of my spirituality, just the, the questioning, the discursive reasoning about the faith. For some people, that's not the way, but for me, that's a big part of my spirituality. So that's important. But th- there's, a, there's a kind of paradoxical um, benefit to participating in Call to Communion for me personally. And it is the, the, to be constantly reminded how having the answers to intellectual questions about the faith is not the same thing as living a life of of grace and charity. And I'm keenly aware of how there are days when I go into the show, and I may we may pull off what seems to me to be a very good show, when either that morning or that afternoon something happens in my personal life that disturbs my peace, or, you know, I get off the path in some respect and have to go to confession, or I do or say something I ought not to say, and, and the contrast between, you know, what would look to be sort of smooth production radio and the life of holiness, they're very different things, very right. different things. Right. And I know that I have to come back all the time to prayer, to the sacraments, to confession, to Mass, um, so that I'm actually living the truth that I'm urging other people to live.
2: Well, Dr. David Anders, we're, we're out of time. I'm sorry, but thank you so much for joining us here on Real Presence Live. We're looking forward to having you in Aberdeen on Monday, December 9th, Sioux Falls, Tuesday, December 10th, and Rochester, Thursday, December 12th, for the RPR fundraising banquets in those respective cities. And uh, you can go to yourcatholicradiostation.com. There's a banquet banner where you can, co- you can
0: sign up, register to attend those banquets. And Father Beer, in the last word? Well, we are so grateful, and we all look forward to uh, welcoming you to these areas of Aberdeen, Sioux Falls, and Rochester again. Dr. Anders, thank you so much. You are doing uh, such a beautiful job, and it's such a great ministry. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. We're coming to
2: you live from St. Charles Church in St. Charles, Minnesota. I'm Matt Wilcom, along with Father Tim Buren. You're listening to Real Presence Live.